Welcome to the One Rental at a Time podcast. This is your host, Michael Zuber. This is the show where we interview guests involved in the real estate business, from experts to newbies, wholesalers, flippers, buy and hold, apartments, commercial, notes, hard money, Airbnb, mobile homes. It doesn't matter. If you're involved in the business, we want to talk to you. This show relies on referrals and recommendations from our listeners. If you know someone we should talk to, please make a recommendation. As the author of One Rental at a Time, The Journey to Financial Freedom, I'm dedicated to helping you take your first or your next step on your real estate journey. But I need your help. We need to spread the message of One Rental at a Time Works. Please share this podcast, my YouTube channel, and of course, my book, all called One Rental at a Time. Thanks, and let's start the show. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining. I have a really special guest today, uh, actually a friend of mine from the Fresno area, uh, who's going to share his experience with flipping, right? We've had a lot of buy and hold investors. We've had some wholesalers on here recently. I wanted to make sure we got back to the back to flipping because, again, that, that can be uh, someone's path to financial independence. It can be their path you know, to building a portfolio. Uh, and we have uh, Adam Abadjan with me today. How you doing, Adam? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, Michael. Uh, you got it, brother. So real quick, just tell the, tell the world where you are, what you do, you know, how long you've been doing it, just a basic introduction of yourself. Mm-hmm. Hey, so um, like Michael said, I'm Adam. Um, I'm based out of Fresno, California. Um, I've been flipping full-time for just under two years now. Um, I've had a blast with it. I love it absolutely so much. Um, like I said, yeah, just been doing it full time for two years. Besides that, uh, I'd worked in a coffee shop before that and got really, really intrigued by this. So took the leap, started learning as much as I could and really got into it as fast as I, as fast as I could. Um, and from there, I've just been trying to do all of the, all I can really to, to scale up and move forward. Um, it's definitely been a very big struggle. So it's not as pretty as a lot of people may think it is. Um, but I'm getting through it and having a lot of fun in the meantime. Yeah, that's, that's great. And we're going to talk about all of that. Um, we're actually going to go back to the beginning, right? So you're working at the coffee shop. Mm-hmm. You're probably seeing real estate investors, right? Every time I go to a yes. coffee shop, they're kind of sitting there with their laptops open, maybe having little meetings and stuff. W- was that obvious or were you so focused on making the drinks you never saw it? No, I didn't really like making the drinks, to be honest with you. <laughs> and the first person I saw was a guy sitting with his laptop. And that was Jason Pritchard, actually. Oh, wow. Um, and yeah, and he was the first guy to take me out and check out his houses, maybe two, maybe two and a half, three years ago, something like that. And I was just, that sparked so much interest in me because I was actually walking through them, seeing that it was a real thing and people could do it. Um, I had never even seen an active flip. So something like that was awesome. Um, Jason and, is a one of a kind gem. Yeah, he is 100%. So I was in there. I, I was constantly learning about it probably by the end of by the end of high school i was just watching youtube videos i watched so much grant cardone my my ears were just like (laughs) his name i remember that um i was just trying to learn all i could for the most part and then i actually met my my partner wayne in there as well he had come in one day um and we started talking about real estate a little bit in the back and um, i ended up sparking up a partnership with him and working with him and uh, that kind of led me to try and stray away from that coffee shop. But, um, you know, like I said, it's, it's a little bit difficult getting started. It's not just you find the idea and you can leave. It takes a long time. You know, you get paid when you're done, not, not when you, you first get a deal or when you start or when you, you show up. You know, it's only when you finish. Well, but, that, you know, people need to hear that. Um, 
because a lot of people, I mean, if Wayne comes in and talks to me, right, I've been in the game forever, right? I would be excited. But then you're right, right? The excitement wanes, the work builds, and the checks are at completion, which on a flip are like yeah. 90 days, 120 yeah. days out, depending, right? Lipstick or a real, you know, construction job. Um, yeah. You know, talk about the decision, right? So you're still at the coffee shop. You met Jason, you met Wayne, clearly enamored. So, so nice of those guys to, to be who they are. Just, just great. Oh, people. Yeah. Um, now they leave, you're by yourself. You're making coffee for the morning run or afternoon run. What, what, what is that little, what's drilling in your head? Like you've got to, you've got to get, get away from coffee and, and yeah, so your own path. I think once I really got into to wanting to do real estate and knowing that I can make money doing this and I, I really, really had that entrepreneurial shift in my head that was like, I can make my own money, do my own thing. Once I really got that and then started seeing that it was possible, my mind started to shift like, okay, you can't be here anymore. I don't want to be here anymore. There's other ways that I can do stuff for myself and grow. And so um, I stuck around for probably about four or five months still. Um, but I was there all through our first deal. And uh, I was just really, really waiting to get out because I knew once I got out, I could take my time and put it into that business and watch that grow. But so let's, let's, let's give everybody kind of a, a feeling of where you were. So um, you were, what, 19, 20? I, no, I was, I was 18, actually. <laughs> yeah. So I was younger. Oh, I am so proud of you. That is awesome. I'm 20, I'm 20 right now. So that would have been, yeah, I think 18. Yeah. I was oh, in high school. Dude, you are so awesome. I think that is so great. Man, I wish I started at 18. Okay, so you're 18. You're still at the coffee shop. Uh, and you're going through your first deal. Let, let's talk about the first deal. What, what, so you're still working. What, to, yeah. let's, let's celebrate that first deal. How'd you find it? What was it? You know, let's, let's give it all its glory. So that one was off a of bandit sign, which is funny because my partners told me you'll never get a deal off a of bandit sign. Nah. Uh, so that's old people. Yeah. <laughs> We're just old. We don't get it. I, can put, I don't know if they can put them up anymore. I still can. That's the thing. So um, I did get one off a of bandit sign. Um, it took me a little bit of, you know, it took me a while to really negotiate the deal down and, and Wayne definitely helped me out with that. And, and speaking with the seller, I think the hard part for me was the guy would, he was not a, in a good mood ever. And so he would call me five, six, seven times in a row at work if there was a problem and it would stress me out. I was always, when I, when I would see a text or a call from him, which is every day, I would just flip out just because I didn't want it to fall apart. You know? This was the seller, just so we're clear. This was the seller, yes. Okay, so you actually so, don't have the deal yet. You, you, got, a, you got a motivated seller. Contract. Yeah, okay. Um, all in all, we got it wrapped up um, and finished and closed escrow. Um, how, it was how long? How like two weeks? I, five, five this weeks? was. I think this was a fourteen-day escrow. Yeah. So okay. this wasn't. This wasn't too long. I think it was about a one fifty-two purchase. Okay. Um, and then I think we sold it at about two twenty. And this was a real. I think we spent sixty-five hundred bucks. And the rehab was done in about a week. So, so that so, probably, wow. Okay. That was interesting because it was my first flip. And, you know, I had remembered the, the contractor going out and getting things started, but they were kind of automating it for me since it was my first deal. Yeah. And uh, I go out there um, and, and realize we're all done and it's only been a week. And I was like, wow, that was so quick. I was like, is this, are they all like this? Do you finish this quick? Put them on the market. So that was, that was a little bit um, misleading. But it was still it was still a complete deal. Um, we did spend about sixty five hundred bucks, put it up on the market, and sold real quick. So that one was a fun one. All right, so let's just let's just, just rewind the clock. So put out banded signs, right? Being a hustler, 
mm-hmm. get a phone call, get a motivated seller calling you. Um, he talks to you every day. He's a cranky, cranky individual, uh, but yeah. you get the deal done. Yeah. Uh, he walks away from the closing table, you know, 152, whatever, mm-hmm. right? Uh, then you, you, I'm guessing you, your contractor went in during the escrow to kind of figure out a lay of the land and create a plan and all of that. Yeah. And, and, and what, what happens is we like to start the day we close escrow and get sure. our guys in there as we can. Um, now, yeah, they're always going in beforehand, um, getting a plan and a layout for us. I think that's the thing we need to really look at is, okay, how are we going to transition this layout in the end to make sure it accommodates everything? It looks all right. It's going to, that layout's going to fit our ARV at the back end. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I found, I found a couple really good contractors and a couple that, you know, mm-hmm. that Wayne and, and Brad as well, you know, Brad, Oh yeah, uh, obviously that have, uh, they've used and, and learned, learned how to kind of work with them. And so realizing how to work with the contractors, trust me, I'm still getting down to that. It's, I'm not, <laughs> not a pro at that at all, but getting to work with them and finding good relationships has been, um, interesting, but also fun to see because when you find a good person, they can really make your life a lot less stressful in this industry for yeah, sure. Amen to that. So I'm just, I'm just trying to wrap my, my head around these numbers. So let's say 152, let's say you put in eight grand closing costs, repair costs, all of that, just so it's a round number, 160. You sell it for 220, I'm guessing via the MLS. So you paid some commissions and all of that or that, no? Correct. Okay, so let's just figure, you know, 6%, let's just say 20 grand. So you made roughly 40 grand, probably a little bit more than 40 grand on that first flip. And then you probably partnered with somebody? Uh, yeah, so this was so Wayne and my partners Wayne and Brad, you know, have been able to fund me on these deals and work with me on these deals. And uh, one thing that I've been so thankful for is the fact that they've been able to, um, like I said, fund stuff, but also come in and give me so much knowledge and so much experience with just almost anything, whether it comes with rehabs, negotiation, um, knowing what to pick out on the house, just little details. Like you know, there's no YouTube video videos and there's no books that really give you that in-depth experience besides being out on the field. It's very hard to get that. Yeah. So that, that's awesome. So let's, let's scratch that a little bit because again, lots of people in your position where they have the interest, the fire, um, you know, maybe they've done some casual networking in their circle, but what you did that was kind of unique in my opinion is you didn't know Brad or Wayne or Jason at all, right? You, you expanded your network openly, right? You went out seeking that. I mean, how did you find it was, was Wayne just that relationship at the coffee shop or? So no. actually he has been a family friend, okay. but even with that, I never knew he had flipped houses. So it okay. only really came up before I had told him, Hey, I'm looking to flip houses. And then okay. he kind of was, well, you know, I do a crap ton of flipping. So that's <laughs> down on top. So that was very helpful. But you know, what I've learned is, is letting everyone know what you do. You know, yes. you can't have a effect from that the only thing you can get is is more connections yep and you know like for example i was at my gym and there was this girl i always thought she was really weird never wanted to talk to her ends up um, i was referred to her boyfriend that i see there all the time about a contracting job and we just now brought him in and he's doing a couple projects for us right now he's helping wayne and brad out with some commercial units and the dude is phenomenal i love him so you don't really know who you're going to talk to and who you're going to meet and, and how those relationships are going to end up. So yeah, you got to talk to everybody. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah. Again, take that lesson learned. You, you have to talk to everyone. You have to let everybody know what you're doing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I've said for a long time that people should have a goal of meeting two to five new people a week. Right. And if you're doing that at 18 or 20, 
Think about what your mm-hmm. network will be when you're Brad's age or let alone Wayne or my age. Oh my God. Yeah. Right. You'll have yeah. Fresno wired. Right. So it'd be <laughs> the be mayor. Awesome. You'd be the mayor of Fresno. I mean, geez. Yeah. It's crazy. So that's definitely a goal of mine is to meet as many people because everyone has different ties to different things. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just in love with real estate investing and flipping. You know, I have other goals and aspirations as well. So just meeting other people in those arenas is just awesome. Yeah. So, okay. So you, you put some money in the bank. You, you now know this is real. Mm-hmm. Um, you're still at your job. If I remember our setup, I'm guessing uh, that I, that check I, makes I, you quit. Huh? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Back to the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're correct. So yeah, that first check did make me quit. Um, they run out a lot quicker than you think. I'll say that. <laughs> so. So that's hundred percent for sure. And you don't have a ton of savings when you worked. I had some, but working at a coffee shop, you know, yeah. saving a ton. So that was a big shocker to me. But when you have that pressure, you're definitely forced to work a lot harder. That's for sure. Yeah. So let's uh, talk about that again. Right. So, so you put, I'm going to guess over 10 grand in the bank mm-hmm. with that first deal. Right. So that's actually, prob- probably, um, actually a little bit less. Cause I think I got hit with that right when tax season came ah. and I filled for both my LLCs and there was some other stuff and was helping out my mom. But for the most part, I did save some money. Uh, the hard part was just knowing when the next check was going to come. That was the, but, but were you, th- were you smart enough to realize? Cause that's what I'm trying to figure out. Were you smart enough to realize? Cause I can see, I can imagine standing in line or having if wired or whatever, but I can just visualize having the check in your hand, going to the counter, depositing the check, feeling like you were the, you like the world, you figured it out, right? You can make yeah. money now. Yeah, I did. I definitely did feel like that a little bit. Um, I think the problem was I under, I understood at that point, there was so much more to learn. Oh, nice. Also, at that point, I don't think I had the confidence in myself to really go after everything I wanted. And so I knew I was holding back just a little bit. Okay. Um, completely honest with you, it wasn't until maybe six months ago or eight months ago where I was 100% confident in myself as a flipper to, to handle most situations completely on my own. And that is just because I, I, I think I needed to branch out from my shell a little bit. I was worried about this objection and, and how to, how to handle this. And what if this problem arises, you know, and, and you can't, you just have to commit and, and pretty much fail forward with that. Oh, that's so awesome. That's what I had to learn. All right. So let's go back. You, uh, what are people telling you when you say you quit your job? I mean, what I'm trying to figure out your, your personal network, right? Your friends, your yeah. other 18, 19, 20 year olds, what are they telling well, you when you say you're going to quit? See, it's, it's difficult because a couple of them thought that it was, you know, don't quit your job. You don't, it's, that's not an ideal thing. Like it's a TV show deal. Um, you can't really go into that. Yeah. It looks pretty on TV. It looks real pretty. Um, but most of the, my friends, to be honest with you, thought it was pretty cool because no one else at this age is doing something like that for the most part. Okay. Um, there's few. And so, um, but let me say this also, you know, in that, in that time where I was learning and growing, I also stopped talking to a lot of people, which I think was very necessary to, to clear my mind and just use the time I had to, to work and think and not be distracted by others. Um, and so I, I, the, the friends that I did have were the ones that were telling me that it was a that it was awesome and we're kind of rooting for me. That's so awesome. That was- I actually just put up a video. I think it's today or maybe it goes out tomorrow called the five uncomfortable okay. truths. Actually, I think it goes out tomorrow. Okay. And I think it's number three that says you need to evaluate your personal network and flush yeah. the battery drainers or the people that are negative because you just can't yeah. have that in the beginning. Right. Yeah. It's just, and I mean, 
Yeah, it's, it's tough. I mean, it's even tough for me after 15 years and, you know, some success. I get a battery drainer around me. You know, it's, I don't want to have that. I don't want to expend my limited energy fighting that off. I just need to expel yeah. them. Yeah. And that's pretty Especially, wise for a teenager. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's difficult because when you see a task that you want to, or your goal that you want to achieve, and you, you understand, like, if you can see throughout your days that you're being distracted by others and brought down and going out later at night to see people and hang out with friends, you know, it's very easy to see where your consistency lacks mm. because of those things. Um, and I've, I've very easily been able to see where, where I, I drift off in those areas. And so I think just for me, it's, it's best if, if I just don't go out and talk to these people all the time because I've noticed the conversations we have don't really involve anything that's making me stronger or better. Nice. It's just kind of some BS, you know, up in the air. That's awesome. Wow. I'm so proud of you. That's, that's awesome. No, I mean, there, there, there are, you know, I'll just call them I'll, I'll, and I'm in this group, old people that don't get that, <laughs> I, let alone a, a youngster. I mean, I, I'm so impressed. And I'm saying this is a friend of his, so nobody give me hate email about calling him young. He is young. He's 20. Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, so now that you've done, you know, let's just call it 10 or so flips over a couple of years. Do you have a favorite? I mean, do you like, do you seek three, two, twos or do you, or do you hunt specific problems? I mean, what's, do you have, a I really step? like, I, to be honest with you, I don't have a very specific niche of what I'm going for. Okay. Um, I do target right now for like marketing wise, I do target a lot of areas, um, up and up and down, uh, shields. Mm -hmm. I've got almost just most of my properties just, just along that. And so I've just, I've used that just to target a lot and I have gotten, um, good results from that. Um, for the most part, what I, what I personally like, I like three twos anywhere from like 14 to 1800 square feet. I really like those. Um, and also I feel like you get a little bit of room to, to do some work with them. Mm -hmm. You know, they're also the size where you're not doing something so cheap to where maybe you're not proud of it. You can right. really get a nice house off of this. Um, and I feel really proud showing my work at the end of it with those homes. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and then when you're marketing, is it still bandit signs, door knocking, mailers? I mean, what, I mean, everything, you have a so, focus there? Yeah. So I know, and I agree with this completely where you need to find, um, one or two marketing sources and just master those. Um, I have, I've, I've been trying to do that myself, but I've also, you know, I also have more time. I can do it more things. So I do, um, you know, I'm not the hot shit yet. So I still go put up bandit signs, make my cold calls, Nice. Um, I love, I love driving for dollars just because I feel like a lot of people don't do that. Um, and I kind of use more guerrilla marketing tactics with that. Um, trying to get them at all angles, calling them from one side, texting them from another, mailing them, um, from a third, you know, so they're, they're very, um, aware of who I am and my name. Um, trying to use social media, um, and, and emails and stuff like that a little bit more just to see how that works with, with people. Um, I want to, I want to test different things in terms of, you know, video creation and stuff like that. Why not just see kind of where I can go with it? A lot of people don't do it. So, um, but besides that, I do a lot of, I do a lot of direct mail. Um, I do a lot of, a lot of guerrilla type tactics just because I feel like, like, like I said, a lot of people aren't doing them and I can afford to do that right now. Sure. Uh, and so I, I think that works and I can get a lot more personable with people. Um, and yeah, that's, that's, that's what I've been doing for the most part. Yeah. And, and again, I think, I think those tactics are going to probably be, I mean, they'll be part of your story for as long as you do this, because you are very personable, easy to talk to a pleasure to talk to. 
you, and, and you clearly come from it as a service first attitude, right? It, it, I could sense oh, that. 100%. And uh, I think the sellers will feel that. That's yeah. Awesome. That's right. what I, I've very, very quickly is you have to figure out the other people's problem and serve them, even if it has nothing to do with your deal or your, what you want out of it, just help them out. And yeah. so that's a great asset to learn. Yeah. Um, do you have personal goals? Like did, for 2019, did you set a goal of doing X? Do you, do you kind of think yeah, that way? So, so I did actually, I have a, a number of goals. I think one of them, well, I think I know one of them was <laughs> to flip three homes uh, completely independently by myself this year. I wanted okay. to that goal. Um, and that's just because, you know, I, I, I love, I love doing what I do, but you, you can't stay comfortable and I don't want to be comfortable. That's what I, I, I write my goals down every night. And at the end, I just write, be uncomfortable, get uncomfortable. Oh, Cause wow. I'm tired of getting in the same groove of doing the same thing. You know, I need to push myself to do the things I don't want to do. Um, or maybe I'm scared to do, but I know I can do. And so that's, that's one of my big goals for this year. Um, the other one was I did want to buy um, a unit or two this year, but I'd like to wait. I want to get into a little bit bigger multifamily. So I know you're a pro with that. And honestly, if when I'm, if I change my mind, you and I might need to have a conversation definitely about it. But um, I'm always there for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I think I'm going to wait a little bit and look at multifamily units. I'd like to kind of see what I can do with that um, and just kind of want to wait for some more capital as well. So yeah, I, I hopefully I'll say this for others. I think you've heard me say this a couple of times. I think apartments, uh, especially the bigger stuff, call it 15 above, are suffering today from the Grant Cardone effect, right? There's just not as many um, total of them, right? There's, I don't know what they are in Fresno, but there's probably thousands versus hundreds of thousands of homes. I think homes are underpriced comparatively to bigger apartments. And, but there will be a time, right? When you're 24, 25, yeah, I promise you the, the commercial stuff or apartments will be yeah. be back. And I, I might go into kind of what you're doing is buying, renovating, just the burst strategy for the most yeah. part. You're just trying to use that leverage to get into bigger properties. Yeah, um, I mean, you read the book, right? I, I that's that's what exactly what I'd be doing today is I'd be stacking, I'd actually be stacking two to four single family duplexes, whatever they are, kind of residential stuff. Because knowing that in five to eight years, I could 1031 out of them and use the equity yeah. as a huge down payment on an apartment. That's yeah, what you that's should be doing, in my opinion. Well. Yeah. yeah. So that is one option that I was going to start pursuing as well. I'm kind of thinking about how I could do that um, because I know that I could start getting that leverage sooner on. Yeah. So Smart. that's something to look into as well. I like that. Uh, and the other thing I know we talked about um, is you went to the 10X conference in I I Miami. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So let's, let's give, yeah, let's give that some, I think you took your mom, right? I did take my mom. Yeah. Now she's the biggest Grant Cardone fan there is. Awesome. Is, it's funny. So, um, I ended up going out there just because I, I wanted just to get one. I wanted a little vacation, but two, I wanted to go see this conference and kind of see what it was about. Um, and network with some more people. Uh -huh. The first of all, the thing was huge, 30, over 30,000 people in, in a baseball stadium. So yeah. it was, pretty big. Um, I did get a lot of good info from speakers um, and, and learned a lot of different, you know, different tips about different avenues in business. Um, but it, it was more interesting to see how he ran it and how he made that into a business, that event into a business. And I thought that was very interesting with the people he had up. Um, 
there was a lot of programs provided and for sale and stuff, but just to see how he ran it and the confidence that he had doing it, it, it inspired me a lot just to kind of see like this, this is also possible. And so I was very, I was very intrigued by it to say the least. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think we talked before you left and I was making wisecracks uh, about it being just a marketing ploy. Uh, however, yeah. as you know, I also changed my mind, right? I did a whole series on people that went and mm -hmm. I changed my opinion because I think there's a couple of things. Uh, a, first off, they were selling left and right. Let's just be clear, right? He had to pay for that event somehow. Yeah. But what I didn't understand and appreciate until I talked to people that went like yourself is the networking opportunities, mm -hmm. right? Being, yeah. That's one thing that I missed, right? It, it, it is so, you know, we talked earlier about networking, having battery drainers, right? Pulling you away. But the ability to be in a 30,000, you know, arena with everyone you could safely assume is it for the most part, the same thinks the same way had to yeah. be an awesome feeling, right? Standing in the line to get a beer or, or whatever, right? You're everybody around you kind of has the same mindset and, and that had to be pretty cool. I would think. Yeah. And I met like digital marketers from Switzerland, you know, car salesmen from the other side of the States. Like there's just so many different things that people were involved in. Um, you know, first of all, it's humbling to see, you know, you think there, you might think you're a hot shot in Fresno. Well, now you're in Miami with all these greater people and you see kind of what people are accomplishing. You know, you think you might be cool for flipping houses at 20, but there's a kid making a million bucks a year over there that's 18. So it's, it's interesting to see all the different levels of people that show up. Um, and then also to see, you know, there's a lot of people that go that haven't really started anything. So, you know, you also can, can talk to the people, help them out. I've, I've met a lot of different real estate people. Um, a few that have done a lot of work and, and have been in the industry a long time. And a few were just like, Hey, I've been trying to flip houses for a year now and I can't do it. You know? Yeah. So there's a whole big, big crowd of people who are just in different stages of their lives with, with business there. Yeah. So that was very strange. It's interesting to see as well. Yeah. Um, perspective on where everyone else is at. Yeah. So. I think, I think, um, I think Grant deserves a lot of credit for attracting so many like-minded individuals and, and, yeah. You know, I, I do think he's helping lots of people, right? I think, I think maybe I was biased by the marketers that I knew when I was your age, right? The, the, yeah. the ones that, I won't even name them, the ones that were just yeah. clearly sleazy. Um, yeah. I, think, I think Grant, I mean, yeah. I think he's doing, I think on, on, on most parts, I think he's doing some good stuff. So, you know, I, I think you're glad you went, yeah? Yeah, and I think, you know, most of it, I... I I used to think of Grant as the real estate guy and I still do, but now it's more so Grant, the sales guy. Yeah. Um, that's more what he's focusing on, but it's not a bad thing because of the, you know, the stuff that he's taught me has been amazing and I've learned a ton from it. And so then seeing him put that into action, yeah. you know, and then I've seen him talk about the, the event and what, what, what kind of went in, in the background of it and just seeing how that grew and, and, and came to be, was just very, very interesting. So I do have a lot of respect for him and what he does. Yeah. Um, but, cool. but you are right. Yeah. A, lot <laughs> a lot of selling. Yeah. Well, let, let, now let's tie part one of this interview with this grant one. So now you're back. Mm -hmm. I actually forgot when it was. It's probably been three months, two months, whatever. Yeah. It was the beginning of February or something yes. like that. So how, if at all, has your business changed, your mindset changed because of the event, right? You spent a couple of grand yeah. probably expecting a return. Yeah. What has changed? Anything? So I, I know it, it's kind of hard to say this because I, I feel a little stupid saying it, but I had to go all the way to Miami to understand really what that 10 X meant. 
Ah. Um, so emphasize that a lot. You know, you need to 10x your efforts, 10x your income, 10x everything you have. Um, and I always thought it was very cheesy when I first met him or first saw him on YouTube, even though that was what I knew in my heart. Like I wanted to go that big. Yeah. But it was more the efforts parts of it. You know, like when you think you're doing a lot, you're really not. Even if you're working all day long, you can find a way to do it smarter and yeah. get more done. And so that really hit me in terms of, and my goals as well. I kept setting my goals on exactly what I wanted. And then I would do, because I think every human, when they have a goal, their actions are always going to fall short of the goal. And so if you're going to have one, you need to, you need to put that goal a lot higher than the original one. So if you fail, you're going to at least surpass the, the original one you wanted to have. That's cool. um, and that's what I really learned there. Even though it's, it's written all over every book he has, I had to go to really understand that and, and just understand how to, how to go after my goals and how to achieve them and just the mindset that it really takes to have that. Very cool. So, and I think that was a good return for me. Awesome. So, no, I mean, you're going to be able to carry. So that's something you've learned that you'll carry for the next 50, 60, 80 years. So definitely 100%. worth it. No, no question. Uh, I guess I'll ask, since I asked everybody else who went to the event this question, what, what speaker kind of spoke to you, right? Usually there's one speaker that you feel like in the room of 30,000, they're talking directly to you. Was there mm -hmm. a, you know, a speaker that kind of hit you that way? I don't know if there was a specific speaker. Um, I don't want to, like, the one I was thinking of was Grant, but it's yeah. kind of hard to use that when there's a lot of speakers. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly did think it was him, okay. only because okay. the, confidence, the confidence he portrayed when he was speaking, um, it, it, I don't know, it really just sparked a connection with me. And I was able to kind of see, like, you know, because I've seen a lot of the videos that he puts in the background and, and how, how he runs his daily life. And I'm seeing him on stage, seeing the confidence that he has to do what he does. And it just sparked something with me. Like, you know, I, I, I feel that confidence right now. Like, I want to do that. I want to speak to people. I want to help people. And I just, yeah, like I was saying, I felt a connection with him and just, just I could tell that he was happy that he put on that big, big huge event. And I knew one day that, you know, I want to get there and be able to do the same thing. Sweet. So nice. that's that's kind of my connection that I got for the most part. That's awesome. He was that's awesome. a real estate guy, so that kind of helped too. Yeah, kind of helped. A billion dollars in real estate kind of helped. Yeah. <laughs> Good for him. All right, so let's uh, let's let's start to wrap this up. So let's uh, let's think let's think. Wow, this is going to be hard for me to say. Let's think. You're 25, five mm -hmm. years from now. Where, where 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 are you at 25? What what's kind of that aspirational goal for you? So at 25, I, I'd much like to have most of my systems automated to where I'm focusing on scaling the business and networking. Um, and then I, I'd really like to have my, I don't, to be honest with you, I don't have a number goal on how many units I want at that point. I always should, um, but I'd like to start acquiring units and start scaling up in that sense as well. Mm -hmm. So I want the, the flipping more to be automated so that I can use that money and go look for bigger deals and focus my time more on learning um, commercial real estate, buying multifamily and getting into that. Because okay. flipping can take a lot of your time and it'll bog you down all day long. And so if I'm able to get that automated and, and start growing that business, um, I'd really like to get into that. Um, I really want to give back though. That's my one, number one thing. You know, I, I'm, I'm, you know I'm, I'm pretty busy throughout the day, but if someone wants to sit down and grab coffee and learn more, I'm more than happy to cut out time just because I remember being in that spot, yeah. not knowing yeah. what to do and knowing what it feels like. Like I want to find a mentor, but no one wants to talk to me. You know, <laughs> I don't know where to go. Yeah. So, 
being able to sit down with people has been so much fun. And I, I brought like, you know, three people at your meetup when, when you were there were all just because I talked to people. One lady called me off a bandit sign and now she's my bird dog and good friend. So, you know, I like helping people. I'd love to either get into some sort of training um, to where I can help or something in that sort. Um, that's hundred percent my goal in five years. I want to have the info to be able to help as many people as I can, just like you're doing, Michael. Just like you're. Doing. Thank you. Oh no, you're very, very welcome. So let's 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 put a, let's put some uh, let's put it out there. How, how can people watching this, whether in Fresno or anywhere anywhere across the country, if they want to get a hold of you, follow you, how could they do that? Yeah, I do have an Instagram. It's at Adam Abajan. A B A J I A N is the last name. Um, that's that's the best way to reach me on social media. Um, if you'd like to shoot me an email, um, it's just going to be APA investing at gmail.com would be the best email to reach me at any questions any comments you know anything i could spend all my day answering and talking to people that's really what what makes me happy so um any questions like i said i'd love to, to talk to you guys and if you're in fresno even if you're not i'd love to network too 100 so please don't be shy excellent all right Adam, this has been so much fun why don't you give your email one more time yeah it's going to be apa investing at gmail.com. All right, man. Thank you very much. So impressed. Again, anybody can do this if they're willing to put in the work, effort, have a service first mindset. This is uh, this, this business allows you to get into that. Real estate doesn't care how old you are, what your race is, what your sex is, high school, college education, just doesn't care. Right? You, you can make, yeah, you can make it happen. All right, but thanks. Have a great day. All right. Thanks, Mike. You too. Appreciate yeah. it.